This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventure in Acts with Eutychus raised from the dead, Paul to the Ephesian elders, parts one and two, Paul lands at Tyre, and Paul makes his way to Jerusalem. Da-da-da-dum! Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins unto God our Father. Most merciful God, Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
be with you. Let us pray. O Son of God, our blessed Savior Jesus Christ, you called Matthew the tax collector to be an apostle and evangelist. Through his faithful inspired witness, grant that we also may follow you, leaving behind all covetous desires and love of riches. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the festival of St. Matthew is from Ezekiel chapters 2 and 3. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Be not rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. And when I looked, behold, a hand was stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of a book was in it. And he spread it before me, and it had writing on the front and on the back, and there were written on it words of lamentation and mourning and woe. And he said to me, Son of man, eat whatever you find here. Eat this scroll and go, speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he gave me this scroll to eat. And he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly with this scroll that I give you, and fill your stomach with it. Then I ate it, and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. And he said to me, Son of man, go to the house of Israel, and speak with my words to them. For you are not sent to a people of foreign speech and a hard language, but to the house of Israel, not to many peoples of foreign speech and a hard language whose words you cannot understand. Surely if I sent you to such, they would listen to you. But the house of Israel will not be willing to listen to you, for they are not willing to listen to me. Because all the house of Israel have a hard forehead and a stubborn heart. Behold, I have made your face as hard as their faces, and your forehead as hard as their foreheads. Like emery, harder than flint, I have made your forehead. Fear them not, nor be dismayed at their looks, for they are a rebellious house. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak to you receive in your heart and hear with your ears, and go to the exiles, to your people, and speak to them and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, whether they hear or refuse to hear. This is the word of the Lord.
Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. As Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We are gathered today to celebrate the Feast of St. Matthew, the Apostle and Evangelist. Also called Levi, Matthew is called by our Lord Jesus to leave his occupation as a tax collector and instead follow him as a disciple. And unlike others who delayed when being called by our Lord, we are told that Matthew immediately left his life of tax collecting behind and followed our Lord Jesus. Or perhaps we might say that it appears at this moment in our gospel reading that Jesus actually followed Matthew, perhaps back to his own home, where a banquet was prepared and many tax collectors and sinners came to eat with Jesus. This egregious guest list raises the ire of the Pharisees, but Jesus shuts them down with the comforting revelation that he came not to call the righteous, but sinners. All of this is recorded for us in Matthew's own gospel. And whenever I read it, I find myself wondering just how Matthew might have felt reading his own words. Matthew was a tax collector. That is blatantly obvious in his gospel. And wherever that title is used, you can almost hear the derision and the venom in the term tax collector. In Matthew's gospel, the tax collectors are almost always coupled with some other undesirable group of people. 
In chapter 5, the tax collectors are the ones who set the lowest bar for being nice to your neighbor. In today's chapter, the tax collectors are linked with the plethora of generic sinners. In chapter 11, it is the same, but this time the drunkards are close at hand. In our off-studied chapter 18 of Matthew, Jesus joins the tax collectors to the unbelieving Gentiles and uses their treatment as the benchmark for those who have been expelled from the fellowship of the church. And even finally, in chapter 21, even though Jesus says that the tax collectors are getting into heaven even before the priests and the elders of the temple, those same tax collectors are still housed in the company of the prostitutes as they walk through the pearly gates. At every turn, tax collectors represent the lowest of the low, and Matthew is forever branded as being one of them. And so I wonder if he was perhaps tempted to change the term or use a different word or write it a different way in his gospel. I wondered if he comforted himself by saying, well, that's what I used to be. I wonder if he tried to defend himself to others saying, yes, I was a tax collector, but I was one of the honest ones. And I wonder if it helped. Or perhaps Matthew simply owned it. It actually seems that way. For in chapter 10, as Matthew lists the 12 apostles and he comes to his own self, he does not write Matthew the former tax collector or Matthew the reluctant tax collector. He is simply Matthew, the tax collector. It appears that Matthew knew his sin, knew his undesirable nature, and also wore his redemption as a badge of honor and is content for all eternity to be numbered among the sinners that Jesus came to save. Can we say the same? Are we content to be numbered with the sinners that we serve? Or must we be better than them? Are we content to be numbered with the sinners that we serve others with? Or must we be better than them? What about this place? Does pride exist on this campus? Does lust, theft, gossip, and murderous anger, do they reside here? Is there revenge and ambush and derision among brothers who are called to dwell together in unity? Of course there is. For these sins and many others are present wherever sinners are gathered, in this seminary, in our churches, in the homes that we will return to. We're all called to follow Jesus. That is great, but among us there is still ranking and squabbling and arguing about who is the greatest as we look at the sins of our neighbor and conclude that they are larger and worse than our own. And so who are we? Pharisees to one another. For even if the judgment of our brother or sister never escapes our lips, it is still there in our heart and in our mind. Our sickness runs to the bone. And our God has wrath over our sin. Now, most of you here are called to be physicians of the soul, or you desire to be physicians of the soul, and yet you are just as sick as everyone else is. And so doubtless you have heard this proverb, physician, heal thyself. But you know you can't. 
None of us can. And so the only option is to lament your sins, repent of them, bewail your sinful condition and confess that you are by nature sinful and unclean and then be numbered with the sinners that you seek to serve. Behold, a banquet of sinners. And Jesus is at the very gate. Christ waits for no one. And he has seen your sinful condition from afar. And he has entered humanity to heal it. The great physician of both body and soul seeks out sinners and sinners only. Not just for dinner guests, not just for disciples, but for his children for all eternity. He desires to be with them, cleansed, forgiven, and healed without spot or stain, and this includes you. For Christ did not wait for you to amend your life before dying on the cross for your sins. Christ did not wait for you to prove to be a faithful disciple before claiming you as his very own in holy baptism. Christ did not wait for you to learn enough about him in order to unlock all of his precious gifts. No, he gave them all up front, poured it out on the cross, poured it out on you in your baptism. The all-availing sacrifice of his body and blood on the cross is all that is required for the total salvation of your soul, the forgiveness of all of your sins, and the eternal life that we are, are so desperate to have. Jesus gives it all. He has given it all to you. It is all the gift of God above. And that's what Matthew's name actually means, gift. Matthew went from being a despicable collector of taxes to being one who gives pure gifts, and we see the effect of his calling immediately. But Jesus calls Matthew the tax collector, and then he heads to the house for a banquet, and there Jesus uses one tax collector to gather many more. And the same is true for you. You are a sinner, and God will use you to call more sinners to his heavenly banquet. If that's as a pastor, so be it. If that's as a deaconess, great. As a parent, that's even better. Your neighbor, co-worker, as a friend, God be praised. For your vocation right now is where God will use you. So be content to be numbered among the sinners. Avail yourself of private and individual confession and absolution for your growth and your comfort. Own your sin and lay it bare for Jesus. Seek his mercy and you will have it. Receive his forgiveness with thanksgiving and rejoice in having a God who loves sinners and will not see them perish. Behold, the banquet is set before us and many sinners, maybe even some tax collectors have been gathered and Jesus comes for he is content to recline at table with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
In our prayers, we remember seminarian Andrew Berg, who was hospitalized last evening. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. That God would defend the Holy Christian Church, strengthening us through his word and sacraments and perfecting in us love for all the saints, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That God would give to all pastors and servants of the church a zeal for the truth, let us pray to the Lord. That we would recognize God as the one who provides for all our needs and be led to a more <coughs> profound thanksgiving for all his benefits, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for those being instructed in the faith, that they may daily grow in the word and that all God's faithful would cling to his life-giving gifts for life and salvation, let us pray to the Lord. that God would bring a measure of civility to our political discourse and thus enable us to be governed in all peace and godliness, let us pray to the Lord. Lord that God would show mercy to the elderly, granting them patience and hope as they place their confidence in him alone, let us pray to the Lord. Lord that the sick and diseased, including Andrew, may find healing of their infirmities and strength to bear their trials with complete trust in the great physician of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord that all who commune this day may receive the Lord's body and blood in true faith for pardon and for peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord that we may benefit from the example of the saints who have gone before us, including the apostle and evangelist Saint Matthew, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. For you have mightily governed and protected your holy church, in which the blessed apostles and evangelists proclaimed your divine and saving gospel. Therefore, with patriarchs and prophets, apostles and evangelists, with your servant Saint Matthew, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you 
for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father. The peace of the Lord be with you always.